another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Are you having a good time this morning? You know, I, I, I love uh, what God put in uh, Daniel's heart this morning, that this morning is going to be a day of breakthrough. Because uh, I know that for sure, because this morning we're talking about love, the greatest of these. But as I've prepared, I've written probably about five messages. And I know that when I've written about five and I can't land on them, it's like God saying, don't get so prepared that you're not ready for what I want to do. And so I've learned to get confident in that reality, even though it's nerve-wracking because there's so much unknown. One thing I do know is that today God is going to move in a powerful way. And so I don't want to take so much time to speak as much as I do want to enable there to be room that we're going to believe just for an outpouring of the greatest love of all. An outpouring of love that does change a dynamic in a moment. We sang that I love this new song, King of My Heart, that declares He's good. But how good is that? He's the anchor in my waves. He's the wind in my sail. Come on, He's the one that enables us to be in our heart who we long to be. And, um, and I am going to share just for a little bit, but I want you, I just, I set this up to say, we're going to have a great extended time of worship a bit later on. Well, I'm really living that love, the purest love of all. God's love is going to meet you in the deepest areas of your heart. Come on, in the things that you're facing and the things that you think are just, that's too far. <laughs> that can't change. That's just, the, it is what it is. That saying frustrates me. It is what it is. Nah, let's not settle there. Let's not stay with that perspective. There's something in God. Come on, if the impossible is possible in Him, then let's believe for the impossible, not stand in the possible. And let's be people that move forward and... God, we just say from the very outset, we need You. We want You. God, I say in full confidence that I cannot do this without You. Although You've put it very clearly in my heart what You want to do, God, please help me be out of the way enough that You can do everything You want to do. But Lord, at the same time, let every word I say be enough that enables You to open hearts and prepare people to be able to receive You in the best way possible. We thank You for the presence of God that is here. We thank You for just the amazing people that we're standing, sitting next to. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you that it's not by accident we're all in this room for such a time as this. And we give you all the praise in advance for what you're going to do. And everybody said, amen and amen. So good. Well, team, uh, I'll, I'll give you 10 minutes sit down time. And, uh, and then we're going to get back up here. So can we honor these guys? Can we thank them? This week, I, I've been waiting 12 months, but this week I had a, a surgery on a, a varicose vein uh, that started when I was about 17 as a small little uh, lump just above my knee and then has grown over time to be uh, this monstrosity uh, that, that um, <laughs> I'm not being serious, it's not that bad, but it's just like, you know, discomfort and all that kind of stuff. And I've been waiting about 12 months to get it um, operated on and, and then that moment happened on Wednesday morning. Um, but you know when you go to do something, but you don't actually realise or actually know the extent of what's going to happen? Uh, that was definitely the situation. I went knowing what was going to happen, but at the same time not knowing what was going to happen. So I didn't receive a letter. No one gave me uh, advice of what to do or what to bring or what not to bring or uh, who to pick me up or if I can drive, all those sorts of ambiguous things that are kind of important uh, when someone's sticking needles and stuff inside your leg. Um, but I had no idea. So I rocked in and um, sat down. Uh, then they told me, what are you doing here? You need to go to the actual hospital and get admitted. And I'm thinking, what? I've got a meeting at 12. And... Um, 
You know, so I end up doing that, go back. They put me in a gown, like a white gown. Like I'm thinking, this is serious. Like I've never worn a gown before. Uh, You know, the kind of gown where like you got to hold the back when you walk around. (laughs) Like they put me in the gown, right? Like so I'm in the gown and then all of a sudden the guy's like, okay, we're just going to put this cover over. And I'm like, put glasses on. I'm like, seriously, what are we doing? And he's like, oh, we're burning out the vein. I'm like, great, great. You know, this is great. And... um, it was awesome. And then they just started injecting 15 times. They're injecting and they're doing a whole lot of stuff. And they said, cool, you can go. And I said, I just walk on out of here and say, yeah, 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 you'll be right. And, um, and what was amazing is that I did not, even though I knew what was going to, about to happen, even though you know you've come to church, even though you know that you're going to hear a word, even though you know that, yeah, God's presence will be here. I don't think myself or either all of us are very aware of just how much God is going to do and just the much impact it's going to have in your life. Uh, it's had some great impact. I thought I'd be running the next day. Woo, not true. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, I'm just believing that something's going to happen that's going to cause you to walk different. It's going to talk you to look different. It's going to sound different. It's going to talk you to see different. Because this thing of love is, is what we were created to know from the very beginning. From a very young age, people are desiring to know love. They're, a child is born with this necessity for love. Uh, it's funny, our kids at the moment, for some, whatever reason, they're asking, tell us about the first time you met mum. Tell us about the first time you saw mum. And I'm like, oh, you would never believe it. I said, we're at this university hostel and I'd been there for a couple of weeks and, and then we're having this massive water fight and, and it's just going crazy. We're just, just dominating people and in came on the, in the drive uh, these two girls in a car and one of them I knew, but the other one I didn't. And I got to tell you, everything stopped, Hopi. Everything stopped. She's like, really? And I'm like, yes, really. All of a sudden, the heavens open up. Trumpets start playing. And I'm just like, wow. You know, I hear horses galloping. Like, and then I'm like, same for you, way, babe. And she's like, no, I don't actually, I don't actually remember that. I don't actually think I saw you there. But then she got a glimpse. And I'm, I'm just... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, she got a glimpse of my brokenness. She got a glimpse of my brokenness. Let's not be, let's not get weird. She got a glimpse of my brokenness. And she realized I was without God and, and it made her a mission for me that I would know God for myself. And she would bust into my room unannounced on a Sunday morning, probably hoping to catch me with my shirt off. But she would say, do you want to come to church? And I was like, yeah, hanging with you. She would walk to school uh, um, and need to go early, but she would stay late. And I would skate to uni and stuff. And, and she would take the skateboard and, and stand on it and be like, hold my hand. And I'd be like, no, 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 I'll hold your wrist. And, uh, you know, just not giving, I'm not giving that. I'm not, I'm not giving that. And all, all these moments would happen. And then I say, I'm going to go to America and snowboard and, and stuff like that at the end of the year. And she goes, I'm coming too. She just invites herself. I'm telling you, Hope, it's unbelievable. Your mum was just hungry she was just after me and like but then I met the one who truly loved her her dad and um wow and he pulled me aside at the airport and he said you're the reason she's going and I'm thinking no she she begged me she begged me to go you're the reason she's going and I'm like "Mm -hmm." and she goes he goes so you're responsible for her and I'm like happy with that so if anything happens to her it's your it's your fault right and I'm like Let's not get into a debate. Okay. Uh, you know, like, and he goes, cool. Because if anything does happen, he goes, I will find you and I'll bash your kneecaps in with a baseball bat. 
are we clear? And I'm telling you at that moment, I realized what love looks like. I actually thought that would be the last time I walk in New Zealand soil. I actually thought that was it. We then got together. Uh, Nadia begged me. She even tried to kiss me. I know last week she told me that I tried to, but I'm telling you, it was all her. It was all her. And, um, and, uh, um, and then Nadia told uh, her mum that we were, like, you know, started dating in a sense. And then I'm like, you did what? And I told mum, I'm like, don't, no, whoa, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go home, pack my bags. I got to go. She's like, what? Don't be silly. I'm like, no, seriously. I know you, 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 your dad told me at the airport. He was going to bash my kneecaps in. And, um, and anyway, um, she says, calm down. It's not that bad. We ring the, her parents. And literally, when her dad found out while he was you know, in the shower, he got out, grabbed the phone, rang the airline, and he was booking tickets the moment he found out. That's what I live with, people. That's what I live with. That's what I live with. Anyway, after her persisting and persisting and persisting, I asked her to marry me. And, um, <laughs> and 15 years next month, we're going to be happily married, which is pretty exciting. She finally got her way, people. She finally got her way. Love. Love. It's an amazing thing. It's a powerful thing. I'm not having a go in this statement, but I, I think it's worth talking about. Love is love. Is coffee coffee? No. Is a handbag a handbag? No. <laughs> but the reason why I could say something like, oh, coffee's coffee, or a car's a car, or dare I say, pasta's pasta. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. Um, is because, one, I, I, I don't exp- I don't. Haven't, uh, I, don't appreciate, I don't appreciate the extent of it and the depth of it. And one or the other is that I haven't experienced it at the level it can be experienced. So I'm not having a go at people because the truth is, is that over time, the world has watered love down. <laughs> that love is just, the word love is just love. People don't look at it in different contexts. You can love a car and, and you can love your wife and you can love that food and you can love a sleeping and you can love all these things and it's just love. But if we quantify any kind of love to be the same quality of love, then we're getting ourselves in trouble. And if we can't challenge those levels of love, uh, then what happens is that we create no-go zones which aren't able to be shaped and be molded to the way that they should. But I can't love surfing the same way I love my wife. Who knows that surfing takes a back seat when it comes to my marriage. And that is a healthy thing. That's the right thing. But if every love was equal, then that doesn't work. If it's just love is love, it's just like, just doesn't. No, no, it's, it's not like that. There is actually, uh, in the Greek, there are four different types of love. Well, there's actually a whole lot more. And in the Hebrew, man, they just know how to talk. Uh, there's so many different types of love. But just to quickly go through these kinds of love, there's storge. Um, yes, storge. I had to like listen to that numbers of times. Storge, which is a, the love that refers to the natural, the natural affection, the natural uh, connection that takes place uh, between like a, 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 a father and a child or a parent and a family because there's just this instinctive love. It's, it's no one has to teach you. You just love. They pop out. Wow, we love. Will and Hannah, as they arrived, uh, their son arrived on Wednesday, which is exciting. Who knows? Love collided. There was love. Storge uh, took place in their lives. Brendan, who worship leads, and his wife, Sam, also had their little baby girl, Mackenzie, this week. There's babies popping out everywhere. Um, yes, uh, exciting times. There's a storge love that takes place immediately. It's a great kind of love. There's Eros. Anybody heard of Eros? Eros. 
eros love. It's like a, a romantic love, a sexual love. It's a love that's designed by God. But even in the Greek days, they said that this is actually a dangerous kind of love. It can be fiery. It can be irrational. It can take hold of you and it can possess you. It's about an appeasing or a receiving of something for yourself because you are gratified by it because it serves you. Although it's given by God and in the right context, it's amazing. It flourishes. It blesses our life. In the wrong context, it actually is very dangerous. Eros. And actually 2 Timothy 3 says this. It says, in the last days, there actually is going to be some challenging times. People will be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. They'll be boastful. They'll be proud. They'll be abusive. They'll be disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful. They'll be unholy. And then in verse 3, it says this amazing line. It says, they'll actually be without love. So you're telling me they're loving, but they're actually without love. That tells me that there's kinds of love that this isn't a part of. It's unforgiving. It's slanderous. It's without self-control. It's brutal. It's not lovers of the good. It's treacherous. It's rash. It's conceited. It's lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Wow, hear this. It has a form of godliness, yet it denies its power. Have nothing to do with such people. Well, today we're going to experience a greater love than an Eros love or a Storge love. And we're not going to deny its power. Today we're going to open our hearts and be vulnerable and open for the fullness of God's love to be able to meet us where we're at and to be able to do something in our hearts. There's Philia love. Philia love which is like love for a friend or a devoted love, a committed love, a brotherly love. And then there's agape love. Agape love is the highest level of love known to humanity. It's a selfless love that passionately is committed to the well-being of others. It's love that is unchanging regardless of changing circumstances. It's love that is unending and it's unconditional. It's used in the Old Testament over 300 times. It's used in the New Testament over 250 times. It says, for God so agape the world that he gave his one and only son. It, it wasn't a love that was about what he could get out of it. It was a love about what he could give to it. It, it wasn't a love that was based on feelings. It was a love that was based on a decision. It was, a, it was this decision for love to expound from him that others would be blessed in a re- response to this agape love. And then from that, it, throughout the New Testament, it talks about how we are to agape. Now, agape love is actually a love that comes out of the spirit of who our God is. So we need to be attached to the spirit of God to be able to live an agape loved life. (laughs) To live in a way that it's not based on us, not about our preference, not for our good, not for our benefit, not for what we can get from it, not for how it serves us, but how it serves others. That actually is a spirit of God that comes upon us rather than just a decision. The fruit of the spirit is, what's the first one? Love. You read it in the Greek context, it says the spirit of the Lord is agape. I don't know about you, but I want more of the agape kind of love. I don't know about you, but I need more of an agape kind of love. So I'm not having a go at love is love, but we've got to be careful that catchy uh, phrases don't become our theology. Just because it's catchy doesn't make it correct. Nor am I saying that, that people aren't experiencing some sort of genuine love. I'm not saying that either. But there's a greater no- level of love. There's actually another level of love. There's another level to Filio. There's another level to Eros. There's another level to Stargo. It is agape. And agape we receive from God. And out of receiving it from God, we're able to re- produce it to others. But if you haven't met God, then you can't know the agape love. And you say, oh, love is love. 
But no, have you, have you met Jesus? Have you met the Savior who, who took your wrongs and your sins, your iniquities, and nailed them to a cross? He didn't just love you this much. He didn't just love you that much. He loved you that much that He was willing to be pinned to a cross, that His life would be given for you and I. This is an agape kind of love. Did it guarantee that I would know Him? No, it didn't. Did it mean that every person would bow their knee and worship Him? No, it didn't. But it's just the chance that one person would give their life, just the chance that one person received grace, just the opportunity that one person would find hope. Jesus says, I'm going all the way. Come on, God, send me. I, I love him this much. I love him this much. Come on, he loves you that much. I've heard it many times, but if you were here last week, you would have heard how Nadia sat in her room for three weeks straight and then God showed up. I'm always jealous of that story. Because I just think it's so awesome. At 12 years old, you'd encounter God in that magnificent way. For me, I remember being sitting in a leaders meeting and just afterwards I was so stirred by the wonder of God that I just thought, God, I just don't want to do average. Everyone went out to eat chocolate brownie, which was a good decision. But I found myself sitting there going, I just don't want to leave the same I walked in. I find myself in the back room where no one is and, and I'm on my knees and I'm just pouring my heart out to God and God met me in that moment. I didn't weep or anything like that, but something internally shifted in my life. The insecurities took a back seat. The doubts took a back seat. The, the, the self-ambition took a back seat. The, the I can's, I can, it all took a back seat to this wonder of I have God with me. I have God with me, God in me, God living through me. I have this purpose that's not directed by my feelings and my passions. It's directed by His call and His commission on my life. Something shifted on the inside of me. I've seen God's love, this agape love, this love that nailed itself to a cross. I've seen the love do miracles in people's lives. Yeah. Paul and Rita's awesome son, Joey, lives with us, but you may have already heard the story how he had a cancerous tumor on his leg. Well, it was love. Come on, it was the love of a Savior that by his wounds we are healed. It was that love that enabled that cancerous tumor to disappear overnight. Come on, I've held the arms of a girl with scars all over her arms. Because of the lack of self-worth and the, and the hatred she has for situations in her life, trying to find some relief. And the self-harm that she's done, I've held arms of a girl and prayed for her and declared the love of God over her life for her to say, they, the scars hurt no more. The scars hurt no more. To see God do something in the middle of a situation that just seems like, God, how do, we, how do you rewrite this stuff? And then all of a sudden, God does a move that we can't do and He changes everything. <laughs> I've had a phone call from a guy in this story. I think I shared it at youth once, but I hope I'm just prepping your heart for what God's able to do this morning and what He wants to do in your life. And, and I'm not saying you have to be in the dire straits of a cancerous situation or be faced with things where you are so angry with what's going on in your life. I'm just saying, man, that's the, the enormity of what His love can do in a moment. Come on, but every single moment is a significant moment for Him if it's attached to your heart. He... I'm in a motorbike store, actually, um, because I love motorbikes. And um, I'm in a motorbike store, and I, and, I, and I get a phone call, and this guy goes, Hello, um, are, you from, are you from the church? And I, I said, Yes, and my number must have been on like, the emergency over, um, after hours list. 
and it came to me and, and I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, my name's John. And um, he goes, I, 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 I just, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, what, what's going on, mate? And he goes, I'm, I'm just so angry. Um, I've, I've hurt people most of my life. I've been in gangs uh, and, and something's happening where God's changing my heart, but I don't know what to do. And, and I, I feel suicidal and, and, and things are taking place where I just don't, and I'm like, Mate, well, where are you? Are you okay? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I actually just stopped on Mangari Bridge and I, I threw the gun out of my back, uh, the boot of my car into the water because the night before I had it in my mouth and, and I didn't want to pull the trigger. And I'm thinking, John, mate, what a brilliant decision. I'm like, you've done amazing. And he goes, but I've hurt so many people. I mean, I've tried to ask for forgiveness, but they don't want to talk to me. Can God forgive me? <laughs> I'm like, absolutely God can forgive you. John, it doesn't matter how bad you've been. He goes, mate, I've, I've like tried to burn down churches. And I said, but the church still stands. You can't offend God, John. He goes, I've got 666 tattooed on my head. I said, mate, it's just ink. <laughs> he goes, your heart is what he cares for. And if your heart's hungry to change, God can meet you there. And he's like, okay. And I said, could you come to church? <laughs> I said, I'll pray now, but can you come to church? And he goes, yeah, I'll come to church. So I said, um, I said, I'm the white guy. Because we went to South Auckland. I was part of South at the time. And I said, one in five, you'll get me, right? Like, <laughs> we all know I, I bleed brown. Don't you, don't you worry, I bleed brown. But, and he goes, and I said, how will I recognise you? And he goes, uh, you'll recognise me. And I said, no worries, Let's, we'll catch up. He turns up, funny enough, I, I recognised him. And... And I went up to him and I said, hey, John, how are you? I said, how's the last couple of days been? He goes, we've been really hard. He says, but I'm here and I've got my son with me. I said, that's so awesome, buddy. I said, come, come sit next to me. And he goes, no, 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 you don't want me up the front. And I said, mate, there's no front and back, whatever here. It's just a place that you belong. Just come and they go on. And he goes, do you mind if I just sit a couple rows back? I'm like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. So he's sitting in the service and the whole time I'm praying for John. Comes to the end of the service where they give people an opportunity to respond at their heart that they would know God for themselves. We have the same opportunity in this service, every service, as we give people the opportunity to discover God, to discover agape, to discover unmerited, undeserved, unwavering, uh, uncomprehendable grace and love. Every person gets that opportunity. And if you don't know that love, I'm telling you today, you can. You can know it for yourself. You can know a relationship with Jesus. But I, it gets to the end of the service and it's now everyone close your eyes, we're going to pray. And who knows at that moment, these little eyes not so closed. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm leaning over though and I'm just looking, I'm looking, going, come on, John, come on, John. And um, I think I actually told him at the start of the service, you know, that gets to that bit. I said, you just put your hand up. This is exactly what you want. Ben, why don't you come and join me? Come on, team. Anyway, I'm looking and, and there I see his hand go up. I see tears coming down. And I see his son's hand go up. And I see tears coming down. I'm so excited. Why? Because I know not just because he's attended a church service, not just because he's come and he's lifted his hand in the air. No, because his heart at that moment, come on, his life at that moment is transformed. Come on, it changes from the inside out. This is the love that we have, that we have a God who died whilst we were still sinners. Come on, a God that said, come on, I welcome you. Everything, every challenge, every iniquity, every problem, every whatever, come on in. I love you. Come on in. I'm for you. And he comes and I saw him afterwards and I said, John, how are you? How do you feel? 
He goes, I feel free. I have peace. I said, that's Jesus. He says He washes the old. You know how you can remember the bad things? He says He remembers them no more. So don't bring them up because He doesn't bring them up. This moment you're free. You're set free. And He goes, I feel. I feel free. And then all of a sudden He goes, oh, hey. Looks across the room. Calls out to another guy. And they're friends. I said, no way. I said, how could church? Where'd you meet him? He goes, in prison. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Because church ain't for perfect people. Jesus didn't come for the righteous, He came for the unrighteous, He came for the broken. As long as we pretend we don't need Jesus, as long as we pretend we don't need love, as long as we pretend we don't need grace, we hold Him out. But as soon as we say, God, I need You. Now I know You, but I need Your presence, Lord. I need Your love. Come on, in this moment where I am right now, Jesus, I need Your grace. I need Your love. I've got decisions that are being made that I, they're above my head. They've got, deci- they got implications for my family. Jesus, I need Your love to guide me. Come on, I'm facing some challenges where I'm struggling in this area. God, I need Your love. God, I'm raising children and I feel out of my depth. I need Your love. God, would agape meet me? Would Your grace meet me? Would Your presence meet me? Would Your peace lead me? Your Spirit guide me. Are you ready to encounter a fresh wave of the agape love of Jesus? Come on, why don't we stand to our feet this morning? I've said all of that, hoping and praying that your heart is open for God to right now be able to meet you right where you are, whatever you're facing. I'm not asking you if you're in a bad place. I'm not asking you if you've done wrong. I'm asking you, do you need more of the love of God? I need more of the love of Jesus. We talk of His love. We say we know His love, but how often are we encountering His love. This morning, I believe God's love wants to encounter you. I believe God's love wants to wash over you. I remember as we made a decision as a family whether we would come to Melbourne. In a moment of worship, I said, God, this is the moment. I need You to speak into this area of my heart. And in that moment, His presence collided with my life. I felt the warmth of His peace and I felt the confirmation of His love and I knew it was God. There's some people here that simply what you need to do is, God, right now, this is an area of my heart that I need you to touch. And as you open your heart as we worship, I'm telling you, the presence of God is going to come. Come on, the love of God is going to move afresh over your life. Come on, He is going to lift burdens. He is going to open up areas that have been bound up. He's going to unlock the things that people have spoken against, but you know that God is for. Come on, God is going to release something in your life. And we're going to proclaim and prophesy these words. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. And I would love it if you're a believer in Jesus. Come on, you've got a faith in God. He's done things in your life. And as we worship, I'm not forcing you, but I would love you to be in a place where you are open and you are ready. Come on, you're surrendered. You're hungry. You're worshipping out of your heart rather than what lyrics are on a screen. Come on, we just press into Jesus. Let the Spirit of God flow upon this place. Because the greatest of these is love. Come on, you will receive hope. You will increase your faith when you collide with love. Come on, church. Come on, every person. Let's lose ourselves in the wonder.
And we're going to continue to sing that. But I feel like there's people here and you just, there's barriers. There's things you're facing and you just love someone just to lay their hands on you and believe with you. You'd love that united faith that would enable there to be a greater release of a miracle that you're believing for. Come on, for a situation to change. I'm not going to ask the team to stand at the front so much, but if you if you'd love prayer, you'd love someone to pray for you. And then as we continue to sing, would you just allow you to come out and say, maybe it's just been, man, I just, I just can't feel his presence. I feel like I just hit a wall and I hit a wall. That's okay. Don't switch off. Come on, let's just take it a little bit further. Would you be not bold enough tonight, this morning? Sorry, if you would want prayer for anything at all. You just want fresh ways of His grace. Come on, you just want Him to comfort you. You're just needing that assurance. Come on, that He's with you. I want to tell you, He's always with you. Let someone pray with you. You just come up the front and then someone will stand alongside you. Come on, if you haven't lifted your hands in a long time in worship, I'm telling you, this isn't the kind of moment where you want to hold back. Maybe you've never gone beyond just watching. Maybe you want to just close your eyes and just let our distraction to move and a, a greater sense of awareness of God's presence. I want to tell you, He wants to speak to you this morning. And there's people you've walked in sick, you've walked in pain in your body. He wants to heal you today in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's allow God's love to continue to flow. I believe there's just another level that He wants to move. In. Come on, Jazz and the team. Come on, everyone across this place. Continue to allow God to move. If your heart's wanting you to respond, don't hesitate. Just come. Come on, team. If someone comes up, just stand alongside them. Come on, just pray for them. Believe for the unconditional, unwavering, all-powerful, tangible love of Jesus. Come on, let's worship together, team.
Apostle Paul is speaking to a bunch of believers and he's, he actually prays. He prays that they would know the wonder of God's love, the depth, the breadth, the height, the width, and to know a love that's beyond understanding. God's love is so big that we can't even contain it. We can't fathom it so beautiful about that is that the more we encounter there's always more the enormity of what he deposits there's always something even more and in the year of more I want to declare and I want to proclaim more of your love in Jesus name more of your love in our lives leading us. More of your love in our lives comforting us. More about your love in our lives, God. Enabling us to lift our eyes off ourselves and to see the wonder of who you are and what you've called us to. Love that breaks chains. Love that denies the devil his plans. Love that sets us apart. Love that causes us to be unable to walk past the hurting and the sick and the broken to give of ourselves that they may know love. We thank you for this love. Father, I pray that this morning, the fire, the fan, the flame that you've ignited, I pray that we wouldn't put it out by waiting till next Sunday. But God, that it would start to expand and it would ignite to new levels in Jesus' name. this podcast from life if you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message visit lifeau.org